for the first for the next 10 weeks we're going to dive into the fruits of the spirit i've always heard that we need to do these things right the the the, the fruit of the spirit we need to be all these things but i've never really gotten scriptural or spiritual or sound advice on how to do these things yeah we should love you know, i love my wife sometimes right we should be kind i helped a lady put her groceries in the car the other day right we should have joy i smile sometimes but but having the fruit of the spirit is not having a fruit of the spirit it's having the fruits of the spirit it's all of them guys too many of us have joy today and hatred tomorrow too many of us have love today and wish we could stand on somebody's neck till they drown tomorrow we never bring the whole package of the fruits plural with an s of the spirit together i believe in going through all of these and giving you sound biblical reference points where you can go back and remind yourself through the week of, of how to do these things. Not only how we do these things, but each week we'll go through and we'll define the fruit of the Spirit. Okay, We'll look at the Greek word, the original language, what it means. We'll see how God shows us that fruit of the Spirit. And then lastly, we'll see how we are supposed to be that fruit of the Spirit. We have a saying at this church, and it's kind of stuck since we've been here. It's love God and love people. Amen? But do we? See, that that's the question. And we'll find out in the last point today, actions speak louder than words. As the church of our day and age has changed. Can we agree? Look, there ain't but about 120 people here, so y'all going to have to follow me today. We went from 300 plus last week to a few this week, and I know it's the weather, right? But y'all got to get engaged with me this morning, because I can't engage without you engaging, okay? The church, over the last five years, has changed much less the last 25 years. We can all agree the church has changed, correct? Okay. For us to... I believe in my heart of hearts, Galatians 5 tells us, that if we exert the fruit of the Spirit, each and every one, the church will become a living, breathing, soul-saving organism of God. But without the fruits of the Spirit, we're going to have a dead fruit tree. This morning, we'll begin with love. Galatians chapter 5, we'll begin reading in verse 22 and go through verse 23. Please stand with me this morning in the reverence of reading God's Word in His house. God's Word says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against 
such things there is no law. Pray with me. Father, we love you. We thank you. God, we ask you this morning that you would have your will and your way in this place. God, we pray, thanking you as our brother prayed this morning. Lord, it's raining outside, but the sun's shining in here. We thank you for your son and what he means to us and, and the grace and the light that he shines on each and every one of our lives. Bless us today. Help us to understand your word. Help us to take your word with us when we leave today and apply it to our lives. We love you, we thank you, and we praise you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, you may be seated. Define love. The Greek word used here is one of many used in God's Word. The word here is agape love. Now I know you've, uh, a lot of y'all heard that term and, and you know what it is already, but just sit tight because we're going to go through it again because there's a lot of people, you included, who probably don't know what it means. The agape love definition is brotherly love. It goes on to say that it is sacrificial unmerited deeds to help a needy person. That is agape love. This is a love unknown to any unbeliever as well as most believers. Did you hear what I said? The love that comes from God is unknown to any unbeliever and unknown to a lot of believers. Because you see, we can be a believer and not have the fruits of the Spirit. Now you tell me you can't, but I'm telling you, you can't. You can be a baby in Christ, yet bear no fruit. You're still in Christ. I want you to know something today. We have to grow up in Christ to plant seeds and bear the fruit of the Spirit. We try and define love, church, as an ungodly and, and a worldly people. And the only way we can define love is, is a romantic love. Right? Man, y'all tough. I even did spirit things on that one, God. We, we only know love in a romantic sense. Why? That's the only way most of us has ever experienced love. We've never applied God's love to our lives. The romantic sense of love is the most common form of love that we'll ever come across, and that's sad. It really is. Because I believe to truly love romantically, you have to have the love of the Holy Spirit inside of you. Until you know the love of God, you cannot possess the love of God. And I believe in my heart, if you don't possess the love of God, you can love nothing. The only way to begin to understand what agape love is, is we have to know God fully. Not only to know God fully, but we have to be indwelled by the Spirit of God. Follow me. We have to... Now, now I'm going to tell you why. Don't the devil know God? Does the devil know God? Is the devil indwelled by the Holy Spirit of God? Hello? Then the devil don't know love. You understand what I'm saying? 
The devil knows God, but he don't know agape, unadulterated, pure, the love that, that is sacrificial and, and, and gives unmerited deeds to help a needy person, God. I want you to know this morning that spiritually knowing God is the only way to know what love is. If you don't have the Spirit of God, then you cannot know the love of God. It's impossible. To bear any of the fruits of the Spirit, we first have to be committed and have a mind of repentance to God. You understand? We have to submit to God. Then after we submit to God, we have to listen to what God says to the Spirit inside of us. And in beginning to doing those things, we'll begin to live in the love of God and we'll begin to live a sacrificial life to do unmerited deeds to help any needy person. But right now, the only sacrifice that we make is the ones of other people so we're better. The only unmerited deeds to a needy person that we have is us. Guys, we have to get past ourselves to truly know the agape love of God. We have to grow in the Spirit and in our relationship with God. Or we will never bear the fruits of the Spirit. Agape love is all-encompassing, pure, unadulterated love. God's Word says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 16, And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. How do we know love? We live in God. How do we define love? We allow God to define our love. If not, we live in senseless, fruitless life. Secondly, this morning, how does God love the most well-known pastor that any of everybody can quote John 3 16 for God to love the world that he gave his only begotten son and whosoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life that's the first and short example of how God loves God loves and I'm going to explain this to you God loves us enough to send his son to die for us his Son loved us enough to actually come. And the Spirit of God loved the Father and the Son enough to stay here after they were gone. That's all three. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit showed us how to love in one brief passage. We're going to go a little deeper today. Sacrificial unmerited deeds to a needy person. Anybody want to guess who the needy person was? Hello? Hello? We needed a sacrifice. We needed unmerited deeds to help us as a needy people. And what did God do? He helped us. We're going to go through a few passages. How does God love? God Himself, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 said, let us make man in our image 
Why did God say, let us make man in our image? Because He loved us. He wanted us to be in the image of God. He wanted us to watch over His creation and to manage His creation and walk and talk with God in the garden and be in association with Him. God loved us enough to create us like Him so we could walk with Him. That's God the Father. God the Son loved us enough. Romans 5, 8, God demonstrated His own love for us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Even though through the fall of man and after creation we sinned, God loved us enough to make a way to bridge that gap and bring us back together. Romans chapter 8, verses 9 and 10, the Spirit of God loves us. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but in the realm of the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. Whoo, verse 10. Man, I'm getting ready. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. God the Father loved us enough to create Him. We hated God enough to sin and require the blood of His Son, Jesus. And God loved us enough to send the Spirit after the death of His Son, Jesus, to indwell us and to show us how to live and to show us how to love. We can ask all day, how does God love? It's easy for us to ask, how does God not love? Guys, we have to follow God. But we just don't. The hardest question is why don't we accept the gift of love from the Father? And after we accept that gift of love, why don't we show the first fruit of the Spirit, which is love? He loves in ways we can't even imagine until we're filled with a part of Him that we'll never know that love. I want to ask you a question. How many of you have seen that person, right? And you see that person like, golly, man, they love Jesus. Hey, man, has anybody ever seen that person? Come on. Boy, they love Jesus. You can too. You can absolutely love Jesus that much. We choose not to. How are we to love? John, the 13th chapter, the 34th and 35th verse, says this. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. If you love one another. John 13, 34 and 35. You see, guys, it's easy for me to stand up here and shout and stomp my feet and pull my coat off and get all sweaty and say these things. It's very easy. We are to love the way Christ loved us. We're to live sacrificially and do the things Jesus did on this earth. You see, it's easy for us to say that. But it's harder to get people to actually love. Most of the people in this building here today are saved. You know how I know that? Because that's what the invitation tells us. Nobody gets saved when well, you must be before you go home. 
you don't come up here, then you must be saved. Either that or you denying God. And you telling God no and you slamming the door in His face every week. That ain't showing love. That's showing love for yourself, but hatred toward God. Either we got a whole bunch of people who saved in the church or a whole bunch of selfish people who hate God and love themselves. And I'll guarantee you it's not the first one. If we're saved, saved, then why don't we show People say, Brother Jeremy, this is the world. The Bible says Jesus overcome the world. Now you do what you want to tell me. It's okay to be angry. I just don't sin. Well, being angry and not sinning is you keeping your mouth shut. Hello? Love. The Scripture says we are His disciples, and they will know we are His disciples by the love that we have for Him. God won me through love and we'll win others through love. We'll never win them with hatred and anger. That's not a fruit of the Spirit. That's fruit of the devil. Guys, I want to tell you something. If we're saved, we feel more love. I'm not talking about romantic. I love you, honey. Look, I'm not talking about I'll skip school or call in sick and lie to work when I ain't really sick and because I love hunting that much. That ain't, I'm not talking about that love. I'm talking about over-the-top bananas for Jesus love. That you're the guy that people say, holy bro, that guy loves Jesus. That's I'm talking about love. I'm talking about people that see Jesus in you. The Scripture says, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. How will they know? Because you love. You love. We're more worried about the people that judge us because they're right than we are that Jesus judges us. We are Jesus' disciple if we are saved. How are we to love? Like Jesus loves. We're going to get done. It's easy to say love, guys, but it's so much harder to show love. You see, we can say we love, but our actions speak louder than our words. I love you. Ask my wife. I love you, honey. Show me. Show me you love me. Don't do it. Show me. See, we can get on our face in our little quiet corner and say, oh, God, I love you. And you know what God says? Show me. But you know what we do? Well, not today, God. I do love you, Lord, but, but I'm busy today. I'll show your love tomorrow. It's not hard, guys. You live the gospel. You apply the gospel. And you become God's disciple through His Son, Jesus. And people will know you if you love one another. You see, our actions speak louder than our words ever will. And I want to ask you a few questions in closing. Do you show, I'm not going to say you, I'm going to say we. Do we show that we love? Do we show that we love? Do we show by denying our own selfish pleasures? 
Do we show by our giving? Do we show by our attitudes towards others? Do we show by our dedication to God? Do we show by our actions towards other godly people? Do we show by our quiet time? Do we show by our prayer life? How do we show our love? It's not the question, how do we show our love? The best question is how do we not show our love? Actions do we not possess with our love? I want to tell you this. We need to break our hearts over the lost and over the dying world around us and here. Because if we can't be a disciple and show the first fruit of the Spirit, which is love in here, we can't never do it outside of so, Brother Jeremy, what's going on? Oh, not love. Now I'm going to row you up a minute. No, I'm not. I'm going to close. We need to break our hearts over the lost and the dying outside world, especially in here. But if we can't show unification over the gospel of Jesus in here, we'll never show unification over the gospel of Jesus where it really matters. It's time to stop in love for Jesus. I'll ask you a question in closing. Are you loving today? Are you? You told Brother Jimmy, I love people. You know what? I, I love people too. I didn't say that you love to hate people. Because that's what a lot of love is that we have. Guys, we are commanded to exert the fruits of the Spirit. We say that we love God and we love people, but do we? Honestly, do we? Do we do everything we can to help people when they fall? Do we do everything we can with Scripture to correct and repeat in love, not in hatred, to build our brother or sister back up? Are you loving today? Guys, I want you to first know you've got to fall in love with yourself through Jesus before you can love anybody else. I want you, every one of you, to have the truth to the truth. Every one of you. So, guys, if you don't do the first thing, and that's love, you're putting it for gifts to be. There's too much anger, hatred. The only way to get rid of that is love. We bow our heads and pray and begin to death. I'm going to reiterate my question. Are you loving to death? What's stopping you from loving to death? What is stopping you from loving today? As I stand up here three times a week, pour my heart out, this is the gospel of Jesus. Only for that gospel to fall on a lot of deaf ears and leave with a lot of empty hearts to make it off the ground. I don't care if you're 80 or if you're 80. 
anywhere it depends. Today's the day to start loving. Not tomorrow. Not next week. Maybe you're here this morning you said, Brother Jeremy, I'm all about this love. I need to love. Maybe you need to come up here and we'll set the I'm not even going to give you the option to catch me after church. Won't you come now? You know what? I got all that. I'll set pray with you. People can leave. That's okay. You got all that. You're here to love. Maybe you're here and you want to fall in love. I'll be here. Maybe you're here and you're looking for a church home. I'll be here. Maybe you're here and you're so filled with hatred and anger and malice, you need to dump it. Well, there's a really good place up here. It's got three steps and it's called an altar. It's your pastor. And I'll help you carry it up here. And we'll dump it and we'll pray and we'll ask God to take that burden off of you. Any excuse you got, I got something to help you. Father, we love you. We thank you. I praise you this day. I ask that you an emptiness and fill us with your spirit. I pray that you pour your love and your grace and your mercy out on us. I ask that you help me to be the God you called me to be. This morning that you would fill us with you. I pray today that you would love God. Ship us and put your love out on us. Convict us, Father, to love more. Love your people more. Love ourselves more. Love the gospel more. I love you. I thank you and I pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.